police in the morning. During a deadly game of cat and mouse with a bloodthirsty werewolf, Derek Cowley and his friends discover a horrifying secret about the monster they must kill to survive. Featuring a cunning and sadistically funny breed of werewolf unlike you've ever seen, Big Bad Wolf is a sexy thrill ride full of unimaginable horror. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Here view B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week, as we finish out March, or here as we call it at B-Movie Bros, Monsters Are Rather Charming Hornballs Month, we are taking a look at the 2006 film Big Bad Wolf. And you guessed it, friends. Not just by the back of the cover, but by the fact that it's called Wolf. It's a werewolf movie. Now, you already heard what the back of the box had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. Let's, let's start with the good here. All right, I'll start this one off. For number three, the movie starts off as a Cabin in the Woods movie and then transitions to a kind of mystery. I wasn't expecting that sudden genre change, so good on them for that. Number two, this movie wasn't afraid of killing off characters, except, of course, for the two main protagonists, but the ones it did kill were pretty brutal. And number one, the werewolf had some pretty awesome one-liners at the beginning of the film. That That's it? Yep, that's oh, it. Oh, okay. I, I, I wasn't sure we were done. Number three. Uh, the character Sam is a badass, and she's badass enough for everyone else in this movie to be a fucking pussy, including the werewolf. My God, were they? Number two. This movie actually reverses the normal sequence of a horror movie and puts the siege at the beginning of the movie, followed by some kind of big build-up to the end. And I like that they did that, except that the end of the movie was another siege. But I digress. It was a good move to put that at the beginning and really as a great attention grabber. Number one. The werewolf in this movie is such an asshole, and he gives great one-liners. He's kind of like a werewolf version of Ashley Williams from the Evil Dead series. Like, I just, I, I respect that. If Ash Williams was a, um, a werewolf and combined with the trees in Evil Dead, then sure. Um, so I, I guess that's it for the, uh, for the top. Let's take a look at the bottom three. All right, number one, I really didn't give a shit about any of the characters in this movie. They're a one-dimensional cliche, and I thought at first they were going to make some kind of joke on that, but the movie just wasn't creative enough to do that. Number three, there was a bunch of unnecessary drama between the two protagonists. They just kind of came out of nowhere and really didn't affect the plot at all and just slowed everything down. And number one, the movie is really drawn out and not much happens between the first and act and the climax. I was really bored through the second act. And I mean really fucking bored. For me, number three. Except for the character of Sam, none of the characters have any likable attributes whatsoever. Number two. Those goddamn reporter kids are so fucking annoying, they just show up way too much. But you know, at at least they get their comeuppance at the end. But you know what? They really just needed to, to do away with them. They were unnecessary. Number one. The main character, Derek, is such a little bitch. And then at the end of the movie, it's like, no, 
we're going to stand up and fight the werewolf because I am a man now. And he's like this fearless werewolf killer or some shit. No, that doesn't, doesn't work that way. No, unbelievable, not believable. Snarky werewolf, believable. Brave Derek, unbelievable. And not in a good way. All right, so we both seem to like some of the one-liners from the werewolf. Well, let's get ourselves into a quote war. Quote war. Yay. Paul and I are going to quote this movie back and forth and see what is the better lines. Paul, you can get us started. Get in the fucking truck. How mundane. I was hoping for something more gothic. I gotta get out of here. I'm late for my weekend fuck fest. I'll give you a call if I need you to fuck him to death. I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll rip your guts out. My curse is now yours. Shut up and get some clothes on. You didn't promise to quit being a nagging bitch. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you've seen Big Bad Wolf and have a favorite quote from this movie, please leave it in the comments below or on our website, bmoviebros.com. I think it's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 6 out of 10. I was slightly nicer. I give this a 5 out of 10. Why would you be so nice, Paul? I don't know. I was in a giving mood. Well, I have to say, Big Bad Wolf is a highly forgettable, but fun-in-the-moment kind of werewolf film. It does have plenty of violence to keep the blood flowing, but its biggest appeal is the werewolf. And in saying that, if dog puns aren't your thing, then even he isn't very entertaining. I assume that this wolf is bad because he took a shit on the camera, and it was a big shit. Hence, big bad wolf. But they forgot to say the whole thing. Big bad wolf shit. I'd rather stick to classics such as Dog Soldiers or Teen Wolf. This movie's only stick-out quality is it has the massacre at the beginning of the movie instead of the end. But then, it ruins even that by bringing in a bunch more fucking characters at the end sequence just to kill them off. God damn it. Go away, Big Bad Wolf. Take a shit on someone else's lawn. I was really hoping that Big Bad Wolf would be a fun parody of the typical Monster in the Woods film with witty one-liners and an excess amount of blood. Unfortunately, this movie ended up amounting to little more than a lame murder mystery with some supernatural elements. The first and third acts were decent and really where the film took itself the least serious. If the second act had kept this up, it would have been a much better film. Or at least a consistent one. The characters were unoriginal, and most of them just show up just to die so that the main characters don't die off. And the movie focused way too much around the personal drama behind, well, all the characters. I've seen much better monster movies, I've seen better slasher films, and I've seen better parodies of both these types of films. Big Bad Wolf wasn't a terrible film, however, it lacks any memorable qualities, and quite frankly, should just be skipped altogether. So there you have it, a 5 out of 10 from Paul, 6 out of 10 from me. Now, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion, and tell you why this A-movie is the same as our B-movie, except of a higher class and standard. For me, I gave Big Bad Wolf the A-movie companion of American Pie from 1999. I picked... Batman from 1989. I have to say, both Big Bad Wolf from 2006 and American Pie from 1999 are about a group of young adults. In both films, the quest of many characters is to get laid. 
In both movies, characters end up at a relative's getaway, whether it be a lake house or a cabin in the woods. The sexual interest of the main character in both films has had much more sexual experience than the main character. And finally, both films feature a character performing sexual acts with another character's parent-slash-step-parent. In American Pie, that one guy bangs Stifler's mom and then obsesses about it forever. In Big Bad Wolf, Sam unwillingly gives Derek's stepdad a blowjob. And then kind of, you know, can't get over it later. Understandably. And that's why American Pie and Big Bad Wolf are the same movie. I picked Batman from 1989 because both films have a protagonist who has at least one parent who was murdered before the events of the film. The murdered parent or parents were killed by the main antagonist of the film. Derek's dad in Big Bad Wolf was killed by his future stepfather. And Bruce Wayne in Batman, his parents were killed by Joe Chill, who would eventually become the Joker. The antagonist of both films underwent some kind of unusual event that changed them from an, an evil dick to an even more deadly and unhinged character. The uncle in Big Bad Wolf was bitten by a werewolf and subsequently turned into a werewolf. Joe Chill in Batman fell into a vat of chemicals and became the Joker. So you're telling me they went from being a dick to being a mega dick? Ultra dick. Werewolf dick. Uh, anyways... The antagonists of both films were killed in the end by the actions of the protagonist. And that is why Batman from 1989 is an A-movie version of Big Bad Wolf. So there you have it, friends. If you want to watch an A-movie version, check out Batman from 1989 or American Pie from 1999. Now I think it's time for us to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games to go along this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time the werewolf appears, take a drink. Number two, every time there's a dog or wolf pun, take a drink. Number three, whenever Derek backs down from anybody in this film, take a drink. Number four, anytime Derek's mom accuses Mitchell of drinking, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Monsters Are Rather Charming Hornballs Month, whenever a monster has sex or performs a sexual act, take a drink. Every time someone is killed by the werewolf, take a drink. Every time Sam pretends to be interested in Derek's stepdad to get something, take a drink. Every time someone is raped, take a drink. And every time someone calls Derek a pussy, take a drink. And those are your ways to... Drink away this flick. So here we are at the end of March, so let's rank the movies we've seen this month. For me, at number four, Twins of Evil. Peter Cushing and Playboy model twins just aren't enough to save the slow-paced film that is Twins of Evil. Number three, Big Bad Wolf. It was entertaining. It had some violence. The siege at the beginning was great, and it just goes downhill from there. Number two, Hellraiser. Not exactly a monster film as I'd been led to believe for these past many years, but a wonderfully crafted slasher film. And every time I think about it and think back to it, I like this movie more and more than when I initially watched it. Number one, Dead Alive. Peter Jackson's zombie masterpiece. Because 
violence and story and drama and love and comedy all married and melded together in the most perfect of fashions, even if not the best quality. For number four, I picked Twins of Evil. Not enough boobs, not enough Peter Cushing, not enough anything really, except suck. Number three, Big Bad Wolf. It wasn't a very good film. The one-liners by the wolf were decent at times, but I had to put it above Twins of Evil because there were actually more boobs in it. Number two, Hellraiser. I love this film. I love everything about it. It's a great horror film. It's got a unique plot, and it's just really entertaining. It deserves its place as as how influential it is in horror. However, number one had to be Dead Alive. I love Dead Alive. It's one of my favorite films. It is the perfect homage to horror films. It's got such excessive gore. It's used perfectly. The scenes are hilarious. The characters were likable. And the ending sequence was just amazing. Everything worked for Dead Alive. It is one of the best films I've ever seen. So I had to put that at number one for this month. So there you have it, friends. We actually agreed on every aspect of uh, our list for this month. So, you know, as Monsters Are Rather Charming Hornballs Month concludes, I can't help but think that I'm forgetting something here, Paul. What is... Am I forgetting something? Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm looking at my calendar right now. Are, holy shit, there are, there's another Friday in March. God damn it. Um, um, let's see. Um, I've got Titanic. Fuck Titanic. Like, no, 30 monsters getting fucked in that movie. Um, uh... Alien, Sigourney Weaver. No one fucks in an alien. No one fucks an alien. Like, um, g- give me a get second. Fucked by oh. an alien. The Sigourney Weaver fucking alien. Oh, oh, I got it. Cats and Dogs: The Revenge of Kitty Galore. What the fuck do you even have that shit? Get um, it out of here. Um, ooh, I got it. Here's here we go. This movie is called Dick Shark. Dick Shark? Are you fucking kidding me? Look, look. There is a Dick Shark on the cover. Where the fuck did you get a movie called Dick Shark? Bro? You mean you don't have a movie called Dick Shark? Believe it or not, I don't. I, I guess we're watching Dick Shark for the final week in March. So there you have it, friends. If you want to tune in next week, uh, you'll find out what year Dick Shark is from and uh, what we have to say about it. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back for more. Get on the next Oh, see you in the room.